Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Oh, the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit, save the Lord. We start with that song every single program. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You are listening to a live broadcast coming from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota, like we've been doing for like, what, 19 years now, something like that. We've been doing it, and we love it. We enjoy it. We um, pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here 
in Dickinson, North Dakota. I've got to say Dickinson, North Dakota, because one of my pastor friends says that if I don't say North Dakota, they don't know where Dickinson is because there's a Dickinson, Texas, too. So we are in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. Uh, The person that's going to be speaking at that service is also my guest tonight on the radio. Now, you can. I'm going to introduce him in just a second, but you can text me. Uh, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to take any calls in the studio tonight, but text me 701-290-7862. Let me know that you're listening, how you're listening. If you got any questions, um, only people that love the program can say anything. If you hate the program, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to that tonight. But if you, also, if you're listening out of the country like some are, I've got Stormy listening tonight, but he's in country tonight. He's the one that listens from the Philippines. He's he's in the United States uh, listening to me tonight. And we've got Dave and Lauren from Fargo listening, the newlyweds, and Lauren's son, Jonathan, who I'm so excited about the start that he made for God last Sunday at our church. We've got um, the Frost family living in Minnesota. So far, those are the ones that have texted me. But anyway, that email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Now, in the studio tonight, my guest is a man named Gary Blackshear. He's a preacher, and he is up here working in our area on the um, pipeline. And uh, But he's he's been a blessing to our church. He, His wife and his two children are up here. And he's got an amazing testimony that I've heard a little bit of while he was preaching. And I asked him to be on the radio with us tonight to share that testimony. Brother Blackshear, welcome, and we're glad you're here. And we just want you to go ahead and get started with your story. Thank you, Pastor Simon. Again, uh, like he said, I'm up working and preaching, and he asked me to give my testimony. I, uh, I'm, I'll admit I'm out of my league. This is not what I'm used to, but we're going to get through this, and I hope that I, my testimony of what God has done for me in my life is a blessing because it's bathed in the blood of the Lamb, and it's filled with His truth. And it's been baptized by His mercy. Nothing I have done, nothing I have accomplished, and nothing I am is of anything but of what Jesus Christ is in my life. I was writing a few notes of what God has done in my life. And uh, this opportunity, Pastor Simons, thank you again for being able to minister to your listening audience. I want you to know at first, I want to establish that I was raised in a good home. I did not have bad parents. I did not have a lot of money. We were not rich by no means. But all in all, it was a very good home. We didn't drink in the house. We didn't drugs. There was no drugs in the house. It was a good Basic moral home. A country town in southeast Texas I was raised in called Newton, Texas. You have to really look if you wanted to find it on the map. And if you blinked your eyes, you went straight through it. But oh my word, when I found an apostolic church in that little town, what power lives I found in that town, such as where you're at. 
There is nothing like an apostolic church. If you're hearing me in Dickinson, North Dakota, I want you to know something that the time that I've already spent here with your pastor and the people of the church at New Life, they are a loving, caring, prayerful, and empowered church. If you really want to find a relationship with God and not just an abstract knowledge of a book, you need to go visit that church and hear the ministry of Pastor Simons. It's real. It's real. A country boy, as I said, in southeast Texas, childhood was normal, public school. I played sports. I'd done everything, worked as a kid, didn't work hard. I was the baby of the family. So naturally, I got away with quite a bit. But I had good parents. I had good grandparents. I loved going to church as a young boy. I went to uh, a church in my town, and the highlight of my life as a young kid was sitting by my grandpa and listening to him sing bass. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget him. Hearing him talk about old tent revivals and the power of the Holy Ghost that fell in Arkansas and how he said he received the Holy Ghost in an old shouting Methodist tent revival. I want you to know I don't care what denomination you belong in. If you're sincere and you're honest, God will never turn that away. He said that he comes to seek that and save that which was lost. And he desires to hear the worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth. Little s and little t, if you'll notice that. One translation says sincerity and honesty. God will never turn a sincere and honest prayer away. And as I sit here and talk to you tonight, I want you to know of somebody that was not raised in an apostolic church but did have somewhere implanted in me a desire to live for God, I heard this question, what must I do to be saved? I I was remembering talks I had with my grandpa. I remembered talks about Jesus and his love. I remembered talks about, about his mercy and his kindness. But then I became a teenager. And as we all know, teenagers, unbridled, uncontrolled, when we get out of mama's house, we really do what we want to do. I love the scripture when I think of that, train up a child in the way that they should go. And if they depart, they're going to come back. Keep your faith up and keep your prayer up. But as I, as I divulge, get back my story, teenage childhood, Family still good, family still same, home still, still good home. But temptations came and then opened door of addictions that were in my future. I did not know, I did not see. Simple tinkering with alcohol became an open door to drugs. I started drinking when I was 13. I do not say this in in glory of what I'd done, but in glory of what the blood of Jesus Christ has brought me through. I had no clue that the road that I was on was going to take me in as far as I went. I want you to know tonight, you may be tinkering with sin. You may be experimenting with 
sin, drugs, alcohol, immorality. But I got news for you. It's going to take you further than you ever dreamed that you'd ever go. You can have a good home and you can have good parents. But when you open your heart to the door of these things, let me tell you where it took me. By the age of 16, I was doing cocaine. By the age of 16, I was drinking uncontrollably. By the age of 16, I was already experimenting with crack cocaine. Two overdoses several years later. Two overdoses and an alcohol poisoning. Thoughts of hopelessness. And yes, I will say it. Even times of sitting alone in a house or in a room getting ready to get with some guys and play music in a nightclub. Suicide, I had thought of. A void in my soul that I was trying to fill with so much. Crank, crack, pills, meth. I began to use to try to fill these voids. But I want you to know as I was looking for something that could never be found in drugs or alcohol, what I was looking for was the love of Jesus Christ. I was looking for a love that would not let me down. The drugs let me down. The alcohol let me down. The perversion let me down. The suicides let me down. Because you see, it builds a mindset and an atmosphere that when you are alone and no one else is around, so-called friends are doing their own things, and you live with regrets and hangovers, and you live with decisions that you, answers of decisions that you have made, depression will set in. You're never satisfied with what you do. Sin is never satisfied. It's an unquenchable fire. It's something that, again, I never dreamed. I was a clean-cut young man. I listened to not real horrible music growing up. I didn't have really horrible friends. My teachers thought that I was a really, and they still do, I hope, a really good child. I'd done fundraisers for for uh, fire departments, fundraisers for MS, fundraisers for all sorts of charities. But friend, I want you to know something. I wound up in a dark cell that was the worst prison that anybody could ever be in. Someone tonight, you're in the same prison. It may not be county jail. It may not be state jail. It may not be a federal jail. But it's a prison cell that has no bars. It's called addictions. It's called uncontrolled desires. It's called uncontrolled morality. And if we're ever in a time and a place of a world where these things creep in and sneak in and before long they got us, it's now. But I got news for you. The blood of Jesus Christ can unlock any jail cell your mind's in. It doesn't matter how far you go. It doesn't matter how far away you turn from good lives. Your friend's sin will take you into an area of damnation, regrets, and depression. 
but all thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to take a break and say I'm thankful for the blood of mercy that I heard preached this morning. I wish everyone in this sound of my voice would have heard the message I heard Pastor Simon preach this morning. And all I could think of was a scripture out of Isaiah that says, Though my wrath be not turned away, my hand is stretched out still. There's a hand of mercy that is reaching through this microphone. I'm not going to tell you to put your hands on anything, but I am going to tell you that you need to find a place to pray and repent. You need to find a place and call on the name of Jesus Christ. And I am here to tell you there will be a lifeline thrown out to you that's unlike any lifeline you have ever experienced. The rocks will not fray the ropes and the tides will not take you out. But the hand of mercy is at the end of that rope and it will bring you into the lifeboat. I listen to a lot of old songs. I listen today to Dottie Rambo singing about the same road. That same road that you walked off of is the same road backslider that will lead you back home again. Mercy will come running to you faster than you can call on his name. There is something about the blood of Jesus Christ Listen to this voice that's trying to reach to you. Playing in with seances, playing with Ouija boards, playing in cemeteries, breaking into churches that I'm not proud of, breaking into areas of worship only to try to test, is God real? Nightclubs and parties, heavy metal, car wrecks, overdoses, alcohol poisoning. It is not worth what I had to pay to find the hand of mercy. It is not worth being able to walk in these things gambling with my soul and sir or ma'am gambling with yours. I bring you not a message of despair tonight. I bring you a testimony of hope. I bring you a testimony of God's grace and God's mercy. There's no lock Satan can develop, no chain Satan can forge, no prison Satan can build that God cannot unlock and step in and bring you out of. I want to talk to you soon. I'm going to go into what I call chapter 2. But this is where I was when mercy found me. This is where I was when the grace of God found me. This is where I was, laying on a hospital bed with that second overdose. I didn't go into details to Pastor Simon. But friend, I want you to know what happened to me in that moment, in the turning moment. I felt cold chills. I felt cold chills creeping from my feet to my head. And I started convulsing. I started shaking. And I heard the doctor say, we're going to lose this one. But a friend of mine took me and made me 
give in to the doctor's prescriptions and what they wanted to do. I want you to know something. When the doctors are saying it's over, when your friends are saying it's over, when you yourself are saying it's over, chapter 2 is ready to take place in your life. If you're tuning in late, this is Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is show, and we've got uh, Gary Blackshear here giving us testimony. And as you can tell, it's 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 going to be a exciting, exciting thing. You can text me tonight and be part of this broadcast, 701-290-7862. I'm going to play a little song by... Um, um, which McCool is this anyway? Well, I'll figure that out. The uh, We've got Carl and Jeannie in Texas listening, Zach and Leah in Fargo, Yvonne and Bowman. We've got some Millers in Gulva. Uh, we've got some Stoners. These are That's just their last name listening from Mandan tonight. We've got Sierra, Abe, Diane, Connor, uh, Eli, Ashton, Kathy, and Sister Leverton, Malachi Reese out in Minnesota. Somebody checked in and said Wisconsin's listening. I hope the whole state of Wisconsin's listening. And then we've got Greg from Kentucky, and we've got people listening on our church camp. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. A bottle in his hand Another broken life Another wasted man He lost his home and family Two years ago in May That's the day he bought a heartache He can't afford to pay It's the high cost of low living Sin just keeps on taking When there's no more About to take his life He sealed it with a kiss The cost was paradise Thirty silver pieces Bought him more than he could know He bought a one-way ticket To somewhere down below
can't afford the high cost of low living. That was Greg McCool singing that. This is Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio show live from Dickinson, North Dakota. We're glad for everyone listening on Holy Ghost Radio, uh, KDIX's website. But I'm going to say especially glad for all that are from Dickinson, North Dakota, listening on the AM station that we have been broadcasting on now for, I'd have to figure it out. It's either 19 or 20 years. But we love doing this. As you've, if you've been listening, if you're just tuning in, if you've been listening, we have a special speaker giving his testimony tonight. Uh, Brother Gary Blackshear has been a pastor, evangelist. He's up working in the area right now, and I want him just to go with part two. Go ahead. Thank you, Brother Simons. As I said, anything that I say of what I've been through has no glory in it, but only in the delivering power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told y'all we was going to go to chapter 2, and uh, this is where I really get emotional. Chapter 2 was a time when a bunch of us guys was in town, and we were all, I'd say, messed up is a good slogan. And there was a, a apostolic preacher that had set up an all-night barbecue stand. And we would go after our drugs and alcohol and get us something to eat before everybody would leave to go home. And for some reason, I would always wait till everybody left and I'd go back to see uh, Pastor James Betrayal in Newton, Texas. He, he always took time with me. And yes, I was drunk and I would cry and I would be all sorts of out of my mind. Some would call a, a crying drunk or a crying jag, but he always gave me time. And we built a relationship. Friend, if you ever want to have a close walk with God, you need to build a relationship with the man of God in your life. You need to build a relationship with your pastor. This all began, chapter 2 as I call it, all began in 1989, 1990. I went through some of the worst times of my life at that moment. From my grandpa to my uncles and friends and and grandma's uh, passing away, I attended eight to ten funerals in 1990. One of them in which was my grandpa, my mama's dad. He was, as I would say in my lost life, he was a connection I had. With God, there was always a desire to want to know about the supernatural. I began to search out more about God through this connection after my grandpa had passed away. Brother Betrayal all of a sudden was there. It was no coincidence. I began to talk to him and we had some Bible studies in that barbecue stand. We had prayer in that barbecue stand. I began to search God out. I began to to understand, as I wrote my notes, that barbecue stand was really God's open door for me to find His love and mercy. Again, I say Isaiah 
though his anger is not turned away, his hand is stretched out still. I made it a point in my life that as I was going to visit with a pastor, Brother Betrayal, that that was running it, that uh, I wanted to really have someone of a godly influence in my life. And just when I thought that all was seeming to go a little easier for me, another tragedy struck. Brother Betrayal's wife was killed tragically in a car accident. I'd visited with her some, and if anyone ever knew Sister Betrayal, you would understand when I said she asked me to come to church, and I told her certain reasons why I couldn't. She said, that's the devil talking to you, young man. Long hair, drugs, the smell of it all. I said, I can't go to your church because of the way I look. She said, that's the devil talking to you, young man. Someone here today, if you think that you can't come to New Life Apostolic because of simply the way you look, that's the devil talking to you. Mercy does not need you there already qualified. Mercy does the qualifying. It's not what we can do, but it's what God can do. Come as you are. Now I will say, God does not desire us to leave like we came. As I heard Pastor Tony Spell say one time, they entered the temple from the south gate, they left out of the north. They entered in the east, they left out of the west. Why? Because God never wants you to leave his house the way you come in. He, he wants you to be changed. He wants to take you and make you into more of what he can demonstrate his glory and power through. So with the funeral that happened, I tell people, and I think his daughter may be listening tonight as well, but I want you to know I don't remember much about the funeral, but I remember the power. That was in that funeral. They had it in the church I was raised in. Sister Paula Dean Betrayal laying in her casket. And Brother Merle Ewan singing, He Saw Me. What a anchor and what a reference point that has been in my testimony. For he knew that if I become like him, he must become like me. Great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh. Manifest in the Greek means revealed, made known, displayed, and shown. God was revealed, made known, displayed, and shown in the flesh. That was Jesus Christ. I knew that the power of God through his singing and through the preaching of that service was moving on me. I remember when the service was over, to put a little humor in the seriousness, when the service was coming to an end, he stepped up to the microphone and he said, Paula Dean, this one's for you. And he belted out a song called, What's That I Hear? Is it the sound of the trumpet? And if I am dreaming, please don't wake me for soon. The eastern sky will part, 
and I'll see his face. If you would have seen me and if I looked the way I felt, I would, my hair would have been standing on ends. I drove 30 miles, 30 to 32 miles past Simon's trying to get rid of what I felt in that service. I couldn't get away. All I could hear was go see Brother Betrayal and ask him, what must I do to be saved? As I got closer to his house, there was an inside voice saying, leave him alone. He just buried his wife. But I kept going. The voice got more violent. As weird, and I know as some may think this seems, but it got more violent as I got closer to Brother Betrayal's house. As I pulled into his drive, it was literally this voice was using foul language, telling to leave him alone. But I could not get away with what I had felt and witnessed in that service. When everyone should be crying, others were worshiping. The pastor himself shouted in front of his passing wife's casket. Because when you are saved and full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's not a sad putting away, but a home going. It's a, it's a celebration I learned of your loved one making it to where they've dreamed of. They made it to the presence of Jesus. As Brother Kilgore said, Elder Brother Kilgore said, he remembered his mama before she died, saying, I have made it in, I have made it in. All is well with my soul. And as I went and knocked on the door, Brother Betrayal come to the door. He's a really big man. And I asked him, what must I do to be saved? They were in the middle of a revival with Brother Leon Suggett. We went up to the church, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And I couldn't get the Holy Ghost. I prayed even more. I cried, and I wept, and I repented. But the Holy Ghost couldn't come, it seemed like. So I got up, I called it quits, and I went to work the next day. The next day, though, was a different era in my life. I remembered hearing about water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I had already been baptized in a certain way, in a traditional way. But this time, I was surrendering not to the titles, but I was going to surrender to the name. And friend, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the water does nothing but the name does everything. And I laid myself in Pastor Betrayal's hands. And I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And got my clothes changed and went straight to the altar. And lifted my hands and began to worship God. And thank Him for forgiving me and washing away my sins. According to the book of Acts when uh, the uh, Paul was told, Why are you tarrying? Arise and be baptized. Calling on the name of the Lord. Washing away your sins. Friend, it's easy to understand 
who that name was and what Paul understood that name to be when you looked in Acts chapter 9 of his conversion. And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. When you surrender to the name, you open yourself up to the Spirit. When you repent sincerely, and when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says you shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There are no options in the Word of God to a determined soul. And chapter 2 became real in my life. God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Nobody told me how to talk. Nobody told me what to say. They were simply encouraging me on how to yield to the Spirit of God. Yield, surrender, and give in to it and let it have its way. And when I did, I received the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. As one translation calls it, the Spirit of Holiness. That's why I had no trouble getting rid of that long hair. That's why I had no trouble dumping those heavy metal and Ouija boards, uh, heavy metal CDs and Ouija boards and, and all of that garbage and drug paraphernalia in a creek in town. That's why I had no trouble, uh, realizing that, that I hadn't said a cuss word. You can live this life without cussing and filth. That's when I realized that I got, I got got to laughing, Pastor Simon, one day that I haven't received. I mean, I haven't cussed. I haven't said the Lord's name in vain. I hadn't told a dirty joke. Why? Because as Corinthians says, all things are new. I didn't, and I, I don't mean to hurt any people's feelings or seem to be be un... un I, I don't know what word to use right now because I'm getting kind of wound up. But I did not need AA to get me off of alcohol, and I didn't need NA to get me off of drugs. When I surrendered my soul and everything about me to the hands of Jesus Christ, and His blood washed me clean, and the power of the Holy Ghost came through, and the tongue began to speak. Isn't it amazing that the Bible says the tongue is the most unruliest, part of the body and the heart is the most deceitful and no man knows the heart of a human being save God. Isn't it amazing friend that when God pours the Holy Ghost in your heart that he will take control of that deceitful thing and testify that I am here. I am in control. I have took a hold of the deceitful throne of this man's soul and of your soul and I'm going to use the unruly thing to testify of my presence. It is amazing. You cannot brush shoulders with a supernatural God and expect a natural experience. God wants you to know that he is there 
Paul said the tongue is not for the believer, but it's for the unbeliever. He said, he said, do not deny speaking in other tongues. Don't deny that. If it's the gift of the Spirit, there'll be an interpretation. But though I speak with tongues of angels or of men, he said, there is a realness when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost like they did in the book of Acts. Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. You will speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I never went to another rock concert. I never played with another Ouija board. I did not want my hands on those things. I wanted my hands on that that was holy, that had saved and delivered me. I kept my hands not on a board. I kept my hands on the altar. I kept my voice and my mind in the Word of God. I have not walked perfect. I have not walked without faults and without failures. But what babe learning how to walk never falls. But friend, I want you to know there is a man of God in Dickinson, North Dakota that is given his time and given his effort and given everything he's got to reach you with mercy. You don't need the needle. You don't need the drug, the bottle. You don't need the powder and you don't need the pill. What you need is the word of God alive in your life. March 13th of 1991. I'll never forget in that East Texas church when chapter two came to my life. Oh, my word. What beautiful, what beautiful things I have seen and I have experienced since God have forgiven me of my sins and showed me a new life that I can walk and you can too. This is some good stuff tonight. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We've got Gary Blackshear here, Brother Gary Blackshear. Uh, you can be part of this program. Text me 701-290-7862. When I come back after the song, I'm going to give you a little idea how you can get to our church in the three different locations that we're at. But we'll be right back after this song.
affection Which is something that I never had before Now when things are going wrong On him I can't depend He's walking right beside me He's become a trusted friend My worst days now Are better than my best days then My lowest times with Jesus Sure beats that old life I lived in sin Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You're tuning into a live broadcast coming from KDIX Studios, Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, you can be listening on Holy Ghost Radio also, and uh, and many of you are. And it's good to have all the people texting me uh, and letting me know they're listening. The um, Schmitz from Florida texted me tonight. I don't know them, but it's good to have them listening. And then we've got um, just people up at our church camp listening, which is going on this week. We have... Um, the next week we have a special guest on our program. He's an evangelist named Bill Farron, and we have been playing some of his music lately. And I'm going to have him next week. Um, we're going to just talk about the CD that's relatively new that he put out. And also uh, he's going to be here speaking on the radio. And then next week, not this week, but next week, Tuesday in our Beach Church, Wednesday in our Dickinson Church, Thursday in our Bowman Church, he'll be preaching. And just as I'm, I'm going to make some just quick announcements here. Our next service in Dickinson is Wednesday night at 7:30. Uh, many of the people from our church will be at our church camp, but we're going to still have a service. And uh, Brother Blackshear, who's doing the radio show tonight with me, will be the speaker. So if you want to uh, hear him live, he'll be speaking Wednesday night at 7:30 in Dickinson. I do not believe our outreach services in Beach or Bowman will be having services this week. And so just to let you know that, I believe their pastors will be at our church camp. Next Sunday at 10 o'clock, we have Sunday school. This is 501 Elks Drive here in Dickinson. And at 11 o'clock is our worship service. And both services are for children and adults. We'd love to have you come and see those. Now, throughout the week, if you have any questions, I've been giving out my cell phone number the um the whole time, 701-290-7862. My email, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Hey, Garrett is listening in Wisconsin. I didn't know if the whole state of Wisconsin was listening tonight or not, but good to have Garrett listening. The um, Anyway, I've, I've just kind of given you some ways to get a hold of us. We've got about oh, 12 minutes left in the broadcast, and I'm going to let Brother Blackshear wrap up his testimony tonight, and and I might just say a couple words right at the very end. Thank you, Pastor Simons. To wrap up, I want you to know, to be reassured that no matter what you have done, no matter what kind of mess your life is in, you may not be in a real mess, but if you're without the Holy Ghost and you're without obeying the Acts 2.38 message, your soul is in a mess. But mercy has walked in. And mercy is calling your name and grace says you are worthy for what God had done 
what Jesus Christ did on the cross. We can walk a life without being bound by addictions. We can overcome and not have to do toleration, learn how to tolerate addictions. God never wanted us to learn how to tolerate them and let them hang around. He wants to deliver us. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, my voids with whiskey and drugs and worldly music and witchcraft could not be satisfied without that Holy Ghost. Friend, the world can appease, but God, only Jesus, can satisfy your soul. Religious traditions gave me some knowledge And I'm not knocking religious traditions or other denominations. God showed me they were ladders, rungs on a ladder, used to keep me coming up higher for Him. The Acts 2.38 message gave me more than traditional knowledge. It gave me a relationship. The purpose of the manifestation of God in the flesh was revealed That it's not the blood of bulls and goats, but it's the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, that's going to roll my sins away for eternity. You don't have to deal with sin. You can be delivered from sin. You don't have to learn to tolerate, once I am, I always will be, addictions. You can be delivered from those things. The giver of creation, life, love, mercy, and grace came in the flesh to shed pure blood so that our sins would be forgiven forever. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. But, Brother Blackshire, what if I fail? What if I can't live that way? Yes, you can. You can live this way. Put in your heart one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. One of my favorite scriptures is Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I set in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. You will fall. You will fall. But you have God's permission to get up. You will find yourself in dark places, but God said you call on me and I'll light your dungeon up. It's time to walk in new life. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God bless you and thank you for this time. Before I let him go, I'm going to just say a few words, but I, um, I, I would like Brother Blackshear to pray at the uh, end of the broadcast for the listening audience. This has been a great testimony. He had some great uh, texts tonight. People uh, very touched by this program. And uh, in fact, your, that pastor's daughter has been texting me. I don't know how to say her name. Um, Dawana. Okay. And she said, I'll never forget that night. My parents loved him more than he will ever know. Thank you for having him. It's good to remember what God brought him from. And it is, uh, you know, this is, uh, this story that he told us tonight, Brother Blackshear, of how God brought him out of all these terrible things. This is not an isolated story. 
our church here in Dickinson has a lot of people that have very similar stories, and some maybe that aren't as dramatic, but they're just as good. Uh, they, um, you know, there are people that I know that maybe didn't get into all that stuff that he was in, but they were just living a godless lifestyle with no point, no direction, and and through uh, a series of events in their life, God began to speak to them and help them. And that's really the reason we're on the air here tonight. We're on the air because we want you to know that God is still alive. He's still doing uh, miracles in people's lives. Maybe you're, maybe you belong in here. Like he said, I'm not, maybe, maybe he was nicer than I'm normally nice, but he, uh, than I normally am, but he is not here to criticize churches, but so many churches seem so dead and, and they're sending people away to the psychiatrist's office and the drug treatment center to help them. But we believe that God has your answer and that it's tied into true repentance. That's the first step. And when you truly do repent and when, when you truly do surrender, uh, God is going to do a work in your life and he will make a change in your life and people will be astounded by that. And I, I know that um, my testimony, which I've shared on the radio many, many times, is very similar in some ways because I, I also had a spiritual awakening. Um, I did not uh, need to go to a drug treatment center or, or join any therapy group or anything like that. One moment I was a drug addict, the next moment I wasn't one. And that's what God has for you. And, when, and you know, one of the cool things about starting a church, which we did in Dickinson 30 years ago, is I got to pick the name of the church. And the name we picked was New Life Pentecostal Church. And the reason we did is based on that scripture that Brother Blackshear quoted, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, all things become new. And that um, is what we believe. Uh, we are, it doesn't matter, I don't care whose bed you've been sleeping in, I don't care what you've done, uh, you're not so bad that we don't want you. Let me tell you this, you're not so good that you don't need God. Either way, you know, there's, it's, uh, there's gonna be people that go to heaven that will astound people that they made it. And there's gonna be people that are lost that will astound people that they didn't make it. We all need Jesus, everyone. Everyone's, you're not so bad you don't need him, and you're not so good you don't need him. And so tonight, as we close this broadcast, I've asked Brother Blackshear to to uh, pray for our listening audience. And um, as I said, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, Brother Bill Farron will be here, and we're going to be playing his music and talking about some of these things. But, Br- Brother Blackshear, why don't you go ahead and, and pray for our listening audience tonight? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for tonight, for the ears that have been listening. God, I pray that revelation would go forth and saturate the minds you said them that hunger and thirst after your righteousness, they shall be filled. God, I pray you stir up the hunger and the thirst of our hearts. Stir up our mind and encourage us to know that we can walk in new life. Stir our hearts and let us know that what we're dealing with in life is not the final say. You have the final say, God. I pray tonight over every listener that the power of the blood of Jesus Christ would go forth, that faith would be released. You would stir their hearts, their minds, let them dream of your mercy reaching for them. 
Let open their heart and mind, O oh God, to your word. Let the word come alive in their hearts. Reveal yourself more and more and more. Prepare our hearts for your coming, Lord. For there's nothing this world can produce that is worth going to hell over. So God, I'm asking you as we lay our pride, as we lay our traditions down, hear our voice and let faith go forth and do its work. In the name of Jesus Christ, reveal your message of this apostolic power and bring them into new life. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Blackshear. And I've got a feeling we're going to have you back on this radio show while you're here. So thanks for listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Again, I say tune in next Sunday night the same way you did this night at 8.06 Mountain Time. God bless you.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.